Hi, folks. Uh, no content warning this week. It was a, a good interview. Okay, there's a content warning about maybe some teeth stuff. So if you're not down with the dental work, just, yeah, it, it, brief discussion at the start. Skip ahead a little. Second thing is that uh, we are in a house with animals. I have a peas, Sergi. I have no idea where he is, but the moment I gave him food, he sort of like stopped bothering me. So that tells you that. Uh, four cats, one dog, and a whole bunch of sleeping chickens. Yeah, it's a thing that happens. And then finally, we do have a tendency to swear a lot, mostly at Sergi the cat, but sometimes just in general. And so be aware of that. That's why we're marked explicit. Anyway, hi folks, welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 289. Gotta say, uh, we're still recovering from vacation. <laughs> it feels weird to say like we've been home, I'm recording on Tuesday, so we've been home for like three, four days and still feeling a little jet lagged, a little, a little woogly. Um, probably didn't help that we got home Saturday, Sunday, I went to see a uh, rock show with uh, two of my favorite bands, uh, Sumo Psycho and Nonpoint. It was amazing. There are pictures on Twitter and uh, I think Instagram and other places. Totally awesome, totally worth it, uh, totally suffering uh, for that particular decision. Still worth it. And then this morning, Ursula had a dental surgery, which is why she's not here talking because she is more recovering right now. Um, and, uh, that takes a lot out of a person that I should know. Um, for those of you who don't know, I've had several dental surgeries over the past several years, and, uh, that's how I'm able to keep all my original teeth. So there you go. Uh, I will not go into any further detail other than she's recovering. Um, next week I will be at a work event. I uh, will probably be recording, uh, next week's episode either here before I leave or, from the hotel room. It won't be the first time. I think if you remember back in 2019 when I was at a work event, I did the uh, recording and post-production, all that crap from the hotel room while I was at uh, an all-hands event. And I have another one coming up next week. Um, that doesn't mean I don't have content though, because I'm staring at my, my calendar and I have all kinds of good stuff coming up. Uh, a whole bunch of good interviews scheduled, some already in the can, uh, some that will be like my interview schedule when I get home, I'm really excited about it uh, when I get home from this trip because I've got a lot of people to talk to and you're going to love, love all of these interviews. At least that's the plan. Um, so yeah, not much productivity because we were on vacation and it was amazing and I highly recommend if you are able to travel and comfortable traveling, um, the big island of Hawaii is just uh, an incredible place. Um, we didn't spend any time on any other island except like changing planes on the way home uh, and uh, it was just an amazing experience and I want to go back because there are other islands I want to go to including one that apparently has a wild actual wild jungle fowl the precursor bird to chickens that bird that was domesticated and uh, eventually we get uh, domestic chickens from them so I'm I really want to go back just to see that saw a lot of hybrids uh, you know, you all know how I feel about chickens. Um, and if you don't, I love chickens. Chickens are amazing animals and I have many. 
I have many who are producing between 10 and 12 eggs a day. So uh, right now, which is really weird, it being, quote, winter, unquote. It was 71 degrees Fahrenheit today. Yeah, that's a winter, unquote. It's a false spring. It's lying to us, and we're going to get in trouble. Like, by, by believing the lie, we're going to get snow in, like, April and get, thank you, Shaw, for knocking that over, and, and just get hammered with something. Um, anyway, enough of my rambling. Uh, I had a chance to sit down with, uh, before my vacation, uh, Rebecca Martino, who runs uh, her own, like she and her husband have a pet supply business, and uh, they were recommended by um, Ann Williams, Tierlin, who uh, has been on the show multiple times, and it was such a great conversation, and I cannot wait to share it with you. So why don't we just get to that right after... I am here today with Rebecca Martino. And it occurs to me, I should have asked you how to say that before we started, but... You nailed it. That's good. I nailed it. All right. Sometimes I don't, right? And um, <laughs> Rebecca is here on the recommendation of uh, Anne Tierlin Williams uh, to talk to us about how she stays productive. And so, Rebecca, can you introduce yourself significantly better than I just did? <laughs> and... And tell us what it is, you know, what, what you do. Yeah. So uh, thank you for having me, first of all. I have to I have to thank Anne also and give her a little headlock noogie next time I see her uh, for <laughs> <laughs> submitting my name. It's it's uh she and I knew each other. Um, we met, um, she was actually a customer right when I was first a member of a, a business to business referral group. So she and oh. I knew each other professionally in that circle and then also um we've been clients of each other's, um, with her instruments and, and, you know, she has cats and I sell cat food. So, Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So she's great. It's a, it's a great relationship. So, um, (laughs) so thank you for having me and thank you, Anne, um, who, when she hears this, will probably give a thumbs up when she hears that. But, (laughs) um, what I do, uh, professionally speaking, my, um, background is nursing. Um, I'm an RN by, uh, professional training, uh, from, uh, Misericordia university here in Northeastern Pennsylvania. And what happened is when our dog was sick for a few years, my Uh husband and I stumbled on the answer and in a, in a nutshell looked at each other and said, how come no one is available to help others in the same situation? We could have been helped years ago and saved the dog a lot of grief ourselves a lot of bills and and you know ex you know needless worry and uh things like that but so we literally quit our jobs both of us i was a mm-hmm. nurse at a local trauma center and he worked at uh locally it's a huge huge employer it's it's like a city uh it's called toby hannah army depot oh wow uh, okay 
he, he did a lot of uh, traveling throughout the world, uh, working on satellite communications. And anyway, we both quit our jobs, rolled over our 401ks. And with whatever money that gave us in a lump, we kind of took that to the first distributor and said, um, what can we buy with this? You know, we basically came like kids to a candy store and said, how much can we get for this? So we stocked the store with shelves and treats and opened Stately Pet Supply in October of 2014 and uh, started, uh, you know, we kind of jumped off the cliff and figured out how deep the water was once we got down there. And, but that was, that's sometimes I think the only way to do it in an entrepreneurial sense, you have to have a little bit of stupidity along with your, along with your guts. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, If you ever realize, really calculate the risks, you'll never do it. (laughs) No. I, and I, I, I have to tell people all the time. They're like, you know, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And uh, whether it's, you know, attempting to start your own business or uh, start your podcast or whatever, you know, well, I don't have the right equipment. I don't have this. I don't have that. I'm just, just use what you have. Yep. Take the chance. What's the worst that happens? You, you know, your fallback is okay. You go back to nursing, right? Exactly. And, we said literally that. Yeah. Yeah. And as a side note, as the, my mother is, uh, RN, BSN, MSN, FNP. Hmm. So, uh, my sister is, uh, RN, BSN and a practice manager, nursing practice manager. Um, my mom's after doing all the practice stuff, um, went in teaching and then retired for, uh, as a nursing instructor. So I have nothing but respect for nurses in general and you are as a trauma nurse you were doing the hardest probably some of the hardest possible work there is so there's, mad props that thank you that is thank you that's very very nice of you thank you yeah um all right so you you jumped off you started a pet supply company yep apparently it's working because you're still running a pet supply <laughs> company the bills. Yeah, right I yeah to charge my laptop today so we're paying the bills yep oh there you go yeah and um yeah, and that takes up. I know that takes up a lot of time. Do you have time for hobbies? I know beforehand we were talking about you have you have ducks and you have chickens. Yeah. But so you know, we're I'm already a fan. But do you have any other hobbies going on at the same time? Do I have any other hobbies? Um, or activities? Yeah. You know what? I picked up the guitar a couple of years ago. My son wanted to. Uh, he was interested in piano. So I took him to a local uh, little music academy. It's a little great little setup mm-hmm. where you could walk into one little business and they have several um, part-time teachers all in the oh, building. Nice. Made it yeah. Really, really great. Anyway, so he, he went there and I was sitting like a dummy in the lobby going, I'm just playing around on my phone for half an hour while he's in there. I'm already here. Why don't I, I've always wanted to learn guitar. Why don't I just get a guitar and, uh, <laughs> take, and see if they have another lesson at the same time. So we're here together. So that's, that's one. I, uh, really, really like, uh, uh, I'm a big fan of the CrossFit workout regimen. I, I just love it. I've, I've, uh, I, I find it exhilarating. I, I don't get there as often as I'd like, yeah. uh, partly because of, you know, staffing is always a juggling act. Mm-hmm. Um, but also sometimes I just don't feel like it. So <laughs> somewhere in the middle, I make it there a few times a year, but there you go. And I, uh, with a little bit of piggy bank money, I bought myself a 
a little stick shift convertible Mustang. And that, man, does that recharge my battery. Just driving it to work. That's all I need to do. Maybe take the long way home a couple summer nights. And that, unbelievable what that does to recharge my battery. So So that's that's about it. (laughs) Yeah. What what year Mustang? So my first ever uh, was a 99. It was it was a little on the Joe Dirt side, but it was a really nice car. (laughs) Um, um, loved it. And, but, uh, I only had that for a summer and it, it just, it started to look like it was going to need a little bit of work. I really only had it for a brief amount of time. And then I ended up finding through much internet scouring because I wanted a manual. I, I drive automatic money. The only reason to get a Mustang convertible is if it's also a manual. So the hard thing, uh, is finding one. It, uh, when you search, if you've searched for a car recently, oh yeah, you, oh my God, the filter where it says transmission, automatic or manual, I click manual. Do you know how? Oh my God, so many come up with the sport shift where you kind of flick with your index finger the shifter. Yeah, like, yeah. No, 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 no. Three pedals, three. Yes, we so, want a clutch here. Yes, that's it exactly. So I found one in uh, uh, about two hours away. And it's a, it's a 13. I'm like the fifth owner too. It's the weirdest thing, but it only had like 40 some thousand miles on. It's great. Love it. So yes, I also have a love for muscle cars. Yeah. But I am on the Chevy side of things. Mm -hmm. And yes. So I currently have actually, I bought the, the first brand new to not new to me, but brand new period exclamation point. I, I, car i bought was the 2013 ss1 camaro sitting in my driveway before that though the car i traded in was a 2000 trans am convertible five speed i had put i I bought it in like 2005 with 50,000 miles on it i was like the second owner i traded it in with 198,000 on it You got your money's worth. My 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 mechanic came out to me uh, when I before I traded it in and said, um, "So how emotionally attached are you to your car?" <laughs> I said, "That expensive." Um, but yeah, no, I've I've you know fourth generation, third generation, of course, because I'm a child of the the seventies and eighties. I fell in love with Smokey and the Bandit and mm-hmm. the you know the the big flaming chicken on the hood. How can you not? And, you know, my, wow. my great heartbreak is that they don't make them anymore. Right. So no, that's right. Yeah. I'm sure there's some, some, you know, a few in mint condition in someone's garage somewhere that no one knows about, but I don't I know. can't afford that. Exactly. I, that's I where, really, yeah. yeah. If they know what they have. You'll, you know, yeah. forget about it. Exactly. Yeah. Seventies were a great time for music also. So if you're, a, Oh yeah, no, you're rooted in, those eras that's that's the best of both worlds right there gen x for the win i tell you right now uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that what we are um i don't yeah. know yeah i was i was uh, 1971 for me so yeah gen just firm generation x right there gen x yeah um, i can't keep up i don't know yes yeah. who's, who's a millennial who's not who's whatever yeah both know. my kids how's that okay uh, <laughs> Uh, let's see. Um, all right. So you got a lot going on. Um, how the, 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 the big question, how do you keep it all organized? So 
The short answer to that question is I don't. Uh, oh, okay. Valid. Um, but you know what? I, I, there, mm, there, there are always ways to improve. So maybe I don't give mm-hmm. myself enough credit, but uh, I am, uh, there are a couple things that uh, there's, there's some organization in my business that mm-hmm. um, just by being there every day and, you know, having been there every day since it started, I have, you know, developed multitasking and organization skills that, you know, you, you can't really avoid when you build a business from the ground up. I know yeah. what I know what's due on what day, where it comes from, how many we go through in a week. I can bang out an order in, you know, 10 minutes. Um, big, big fan of writing things down. I definitely have my, uh, the notes app or whatever comes standard in an iPhone. I think it's just yep. called notes. I jot on that many times. I don't worry about uh, organizing it into a, you know, I'll just start a new note randomly just to put the thought down because I can be very forgetful. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and it's, it's just the nature of being older and have so many things on your plate. Oh, um, oh I know. I know. Right? So, um, anyway, so, so I jot stuff down like that because my problem is I'll continue with my day mm-hmm. and then I'll go, wait a minute, what, what was that that I was thinking this morning? I thought of a commercial. What was, how was that, that I was going to phrase it? And if I didn't jot it down, it typically gets lost forever. Right. Um, or sometimes I'll write it down and then I can't remember if that was the thing that I wanted to remember or not. When in fact it was, I did write it down, you know, it's right there. Yeah. But <laughs> So you have to layer the levels of reassurance. <laughs> like This is what you were thinking of when you were driving to work. Here it is. It's fine. Yeah. Um, when so when you're driving, do you use the voice to text for it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's funny to go back and proofread what it actually took down, but it's not. Oh, it's, yeah. Or sometimes it's me singing and then I forgot to shut it off. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so organization, I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of writing things down. I have to say I, I year to year, I'm literally scribbling in it right now because that's how mm-hmm. I talk is I have to doodle at the same time. Yeah. Um, I have an at a glance hardcover. Uh, it's called a day minder, right? I have to do the hardcover, can't do the soft cover and you open each page and it's an entire month. And if that's mm-hmm. my, brain, and if I don't write things down, um, they, you know, it may be an appointment that gets stood up. So it's all about writing down for me. Uh, oh yeah. Dry erase boards going. Um, and that's, I think, another important part when we have, um, how many employees do I have? I think I have like, <laughs> I should count it. I should know this. I think I have eight employees. Um, it helps them know what I checked off for the day mm-hmm. and vice versa. So dry erase boards uh, in the back room uh, are a huge help. Um, so we're all on the same page on what did or didn't get done for the day. Yes. Uh, and I have... If you could see my office, since uh, we are we are cameraless, and oh crap, I just unplugged my <laughs> headphones briefly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I have like three whiteboards and uh, mini whiteboard things that 
stick to my window where I'm where if I need to remember to do something, I write it down. I slap it on the window because it's right next to my mm -hmm. desk where I can't miss it. Yeah, no, I have all that sort of thing going on. I think that is I, I don't know if there's any extra awards at the end of this life for people that did it all without dry erase boards and things like that. You know, why commit to memory that which can be, you know, looked up later and there, there's no awards for the people that, you know, you know, risked, you know, forgetting something or being disorganized by not writing things down and not being, you know, just it, don't be afraid to be messy, I think. Yeah, you one know? of my favorite uh, plot points in a, a um, oh God, now I can't remember his name. Uh, the, the, Tom Clancy novel um, was, you know, if it isn't written down, it doesn't exist. Oh, that's the that's the heart and soul of nursing documentation. Oh yeah, not charted. Yeah. It didn't happen. That's yeah. it. Well, I bet, would say anyway, but yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I'm sure that's. I, I and I'm betting that's part of where you picked that up was if it isn't written down, it didn't happen, and there's a really big danger if somebody comes in and says, "Oh, well, I guess." They, it, you didn't write down they took their med, the, the one med, so you yeah. give them another, and oop, there we go. That's bad, yeah. right? You no, know, I yeah. never connected the two until now. That maybe my the way I write things down like that may be related to that. I'm I'm having a little light bulb moment, <laughs> <laughs> looking at the floor, going, "Wait a minute, <laughs> this whole time maybe it is related." <laughs> uh, you would the Some things I remember that I'm I like these little habits or or things that are ingrained, and then I realized that there was a point where I didn't do them, and it was you know like in my first job or um you know or it was it you know in high school there this is something I started doing in high school, and I'm only just now realizing that that's how long I've been doing it, and it's just so ingrained, mm -hmm. right? So. Good habits. Oh, yeah. Good habits. Good habits. Oh. Um, Good book. <laughs> what what other uh, what other other tools are you using to keep organized? Or keep organized. What do I do? Yeah. Um, you know what? I, if I could give a nod to my employees, they are. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, they're they're just they're amazing. I, I I'm lucky that um, I have you know very like minded staff. We it's like going to a barbecue every day. It's like, we just, we don't have that same kind of food or beer all the time. Um, right. Going to work is like hanging out with my buddies because I, 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 one step backwards, I don't have paper applications when, if you're hired, I've been lucky enough to go either word of mouth so far. Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, someone would just walk in and, and, you know, I assess their demeanor, their, their manners. Um, right, right. Hands. Can you look me in the eye? Can you introduce yourself first and then ask if you're looking for a job? You know, like mm -hmm. you know, what are your manners and everything? You know, we, we end up just attracting very like-minded people. And so on that note, um, they mm -hmm. have picked up on my strengths and weaknesses and we all keep each other in check and we all kind of, you know, someone will go, Hey, Becca, did you do this? And I go, ah, shoot. No, I forgot. So they'll be prompt <laughs> each other. It's mostly them prompting me, mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, I have to say that, uh, without my, uh, without the girls at work either, you know, I, I oh, yeah. disappointing a lot of customers. <laughs> 
And it's it's amazing that how much that sort of of environment helps when you know you really do feel that you are a team that you're working together and things like that. I, mm -hmm. uh, the the times I've had it, it has been you know I've been in I I'm not the supervisory one. I'm always sort of the uh, the individual contributor. But the times I've had it where we're all sort of in that level of sync and fit and uh, you know are able to uh, what's the right term to uh, to augment each other's skill sets mm -hmm. versus conflicting has just been amazing. Yeah. That's there, there is no, you know, when we all need a source of revenue and employment and income, mm -hmm. there is no better environment than if you can, you know, be lucky enough to find yourself in a position like that, then it's about as good as it gets for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so there's the tools mm -hmm. and we talked a little bit about habits. Um, what, what other systems and habits are, do you find valuable or use all the time outside of writing things down? Outside of writing things down. Okay. So in my retail environment, um, mm -hmm. the last I skimmed over my inventory, we had over 9,000 items. Holy <laughs> so crap. We, there's quite a few. And and that could, you know, even, you know, you could have 20 of them that are just one particular brand of dog collar, you know, so, mm -hmm. you know, they can add up quickly. But um, it's a, the retail area for customers, um, excluding the warehouse, but the retail area for customers is uh, a little over 2,000 square feet. So what I find uh, hugely, oh my God, this is another nursing thing, is do you, mm -hmm. you ever walk around a, a clinic or a hospital and you see the nurses have computers on wheels? Yeah. All right. We're not allowed to call them cows anymore because somebody got offended somewhere <laughs> in the country. So they're not allowed to be called cows anymore, but they're a computer on wheels. And I have absolutely grabbed myself uh, one of them. And, you know, uh, I have a laptop that never leaves that platform. And I wheel that thing around like my little old lady shopping cart all day. And that's how I scan prices, redo bar. Mm -hmm labels. And that little thing, that little mobile task center is pivotal. Mm -hmm. I used to do it literally with my laptop cradled in my arm. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. You can imagine you're like, <laughs> if, did you facepalm yourself? But uh, yeah. Um, and then I would set it down, forget what shelf I set the laptop down on a customer would find it, you know, it was, just, yeah, yeah. It was, there's a lot, a lot that, uh, you know, being at the store every day for as many hours as I am, there's a lot of parallels between that and my living room. Oh, okay. So, you know, where'd I put my coffee down? Is that my phone over there? Where's, yeah. wait, where's my charger? The store actually has a, it's a bit of a retail reflection of how my living room operates also. So it's, um, but yeah, so absolutely could not do it without my little computer on wheels and thing like that. Ugh, mm -hmm. love that thing. That's you, it. I, go ahead. I, I, well, no, I was just thinking, like finding the phone or the the coffee or whatever in random spots <laughs> in the living room of the store. That happens. Uh, believe me. Um, but have you have you started to to build parking spots for that sort of thing? Like my wife has ADHD. Yep. We, we talk about it a lot, um, but she has parking spots that when she comes home, that's where her wallet and keys go. And if her wallet and keys aren't there, 
then she will ne- right, she'll yeah. never find them. Yeah. And so she she's built the habit of, okay, when I come in, this is where these things go. This is their this is where they live. This is their parking spot. Mm-hmm. Um do you have parking spots like that yet? Or no, but I did just write that down in my paper, so <laughs> I'm going to. I'm, that's a habit I think is uh, you know, that's a why didn't I think of that? It makes perfect sense. But yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Oh, that's perfect. Um, yeah. Well, that means I could ask my husband to Jimmy rig a cup holder for my coffee on my computer table, too. Doesn't there you it? go. That's what? it. I'm writing Actually, that down, too. That's, I have Andy's job. I have, you can buy on Amazon. Yeah. These cup holders that clamp on. I have two on my desk right now. Um, one is holding a giant tiki mug that I keep all of my pens and, you know, quick grab things in. And the other is currently holding the cat spray bottle because everyone who has cats has a cat spray bottle. Yeah. Um, uh, Because I have another spot where my coffee mug lives because it's a self heating rechargeable. And so it lives on its charging base, but just knowing that you can go and you can just buy Something to clamp on that is a cup holder. Boom, done. I'm looking you know? at one right now. <laughs> Look at it. And I already have the three M stickers that I know would work to to put it right on the thing. So maybe I don't need Andy to come and there you go. Any yeah. tools. This is amazing. Look at how productive we are. <laughs> it's gonna be a great week. <laughs> I, I yeah, no. Mine mine are the sort of the uh, pretty wood grain, so they kind of match the rest mm-hmm. of the desk. They don't need, you know, the stickers or anything. Um but, you know, there you go. Um. <laughs> the one thing I did not think I'd walk out of here after this podcast with is, you know, my suggestion on a cup holder that I could use. Yeah. Wow, look at Look at that. Um, so, all right. Sense. So you've got the, the work. You've got your, mm-hmm. your the laptop that goes everywhere. You're taking notes. All right. This is all great. Are you using anything? Like, do you have a, a specific thing obviously you're using point of sale software yes um and i don't know a business anymore who can't do it without a point of especially when you've got stock like that yeah it's yeah yeah um so the cool next sort of question is you know is are are there any other uh, has any of that carried over to home or are you using a different like toolkit when you get home um so kind of when i take when i kind of work on business things from home Mm-hmm. So, um, I use, I mean, can I, can I reference different? Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. I, what I chose when we first started, um, mm-hmm. is a, is a, uh, it's all cloud-based so I can, it's like logging into your email. I oh, can, nice. I can run a, uh, I can run a sale from my cell phone just by opening a browser when, you know, tab and, you know, running. So what I log into is what's called Lightspeed. Um, they're, they're a really great company. There's, you know, every, every point of sale software company has their strengths and weaknesses, just like people. Um, but for me, I really do like, uh, I like Lightspeed. Um, and it's not just pet specific. They, they do restaurant, they do, um, you know, any kind of brick and mortar retail, they do e-commerce, they do a lot of things. But, uh, for me, it works. It's, I started, uh, after a, a rep that was in the industry, helping me set up the shop for the first time, Mm -hmm. uh, suggested it. His wife actually owns a, uh, a pet supply store similar to ours. Um, 
on the other end of Pennsylvania, but um, he suggested it. I love it. It's the only, mm-hmm. I, I don't see anything that could ever get me to change. And, uh, <laughs> you know, why redo everything, you know, oh, that, no. unless somebody gave it away, even if someone gave it away for free, I think I'd still pay it monthly just to, just to keep what I have. But um, yeah, every, every uh, laptop, you know, PC, whether it's the one, the two registers up front, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. they're touchscreen Dells. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, they're just regular computers from from Best Buy. We got those and, you know, any laptop, anything has the same several tabs kind of bookmarked right at the, right right, at the top. Right. And they all just auto log in. I can do anything from any computer for my business. Um, and that's that's the cloud based software that we went with. I just yeah, I love it. I mean, we uh, we're not doing. Uh, ever since my wife transitioned from full-time artist to full-time author, we're not doing that sort of sales anymore. So, mm-hmm. but it's always interesting to see what, um, what's out there yeah. and hear what people are using. Um, I hear things from fellow, uh, owners, you know, whether we go mm-hmm. to a, a networking group or something, there are, there are a lot of ones out there, um, I've made some mistakes in the beginning too, but um, if I could, if I could use this little part of the discussion to forward any any learning curves to help maybe someone dodge, yeah, something yeah. I was not when I was a little green. Uh, never, ever, ever lease a credit card terminal. Never. They oh those these things are so. This market is so competitive and it's admittedly, even the reps will tell you the credit card statements are so dirty. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're trying to get you confused. So you don't know what you're actually paying. You just see the bill that comes out monthly, um, right. but you don't, it makes it very difficult to compare. So never lease it. Um, they should be giving that to you uh, in essence for free, but just watch, they don't bury the fees somewhere, but mm-hmm. um, don't ever lease a terminal. You will pay five times more over the, you know, whatever, $17 a month, that sounds low risk. Don't ever lease it. Um, and don't get yourself into contracts, hold companies, mm-hmm. you know, hold their feet to the fire and, you know, and just know that they want you more than you want them because there are many of them and there's only one of you. So don't get yourself into contracts because you don't have to, no matter what they say, you don't, there's, right. it's too competitive. So stay out of contracts, don't lease terminals. Um, and, you know, watch when when um, point of sale systems are what's called integrated. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I didn't understand what that meant when I first started. And I opted for integration. Lightspeed was integrated. So what that means, um, for anyone that's not sure, is when I'm running a credit card transaction, every... Um, bit of information or anything that happens with that credit card machine, right? When it's integrated, your sales system um, interacts with it at the same time. They talk mm-hmm. to each other. What I what I found when I went with the integrated side is that you know they they weren't so hungry for my business and fees did actually go up a little bit. Um uh, it, it just, for me, integration was not the cheaper way to go, but I'm sure in some cases it can be. Right. So what I have right. now is not integrated. I, 
um, almost not monthly, but let's say quarterly, I will generate statements and mm-hmm. have credit card companies kind of bid against each other. And I say, can you do better? Can you do better? <laughs> and when you're not locked into con- contracts, you know, you can do that. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not integrated. That gives me the flexibility to, at any given time, if I, if I find something on my statement I don't like, I can, you know, see you later. And we're yeah. with somebody else. So it keeps them on their toes. And that's, you have to think of your money like little soldiers. You know, when you send them out to do battle every day, you want them to come back alive. Don't hemorrhage, you know, on things like that. But, and don't be, you know, don't be scared to, don't be scared to play around. Yeah. Because the only, yeah, the only way you're, you're going to, you know, what's the worst that can happen? They can say no. Right. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, and in this case, you're the you're the one funneling money into them, and that's mm-hmm. what you have to have to remember. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, there's a uh, an adage in writing that money flows to the author, and so it you shouldn't be paying for the editor. You shouldn't be paying. Well, I mean, unless you're completely independent. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. you know, you you if if you're going like if someone says yes. Uh, we will gladly publish your book. That'll be X thousands of dollars and your book will be published. That is the, that is money flowing in the wrong direction. Mm. And, you know, it's similar here because you, the money is supposed to be coming into you. And if they're taking more than they should, then yeah, hold them accountable. Use somebody else. How did, did you know that when you first, when you and your wife first started, you know, writing and, and, was that a learning curve? Was that a... Uh... We are fortunate in that uh, there are several online resources for, for authors, and mm-hmm. Ursula knew several going into this. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, uh, very specifically, that was something that I think was brought to light by Neil Gaiman um, during one of the big upheavals of vanity presses and you know abusive contracts from mm-hmm. small, like, you know, niche market publishers mm-hmm. where, you know, the author is not, the, the author is paying to have the books printed and all of that. And then is on the hook for getting rid of the inventory and selling and things like that. And Ooh. yeah, for, indiv- yeah, I mean, if you're, if that's the way you want to go, great. If, you know, if you want to work with a publishing company and not self pub and, you know, do things like that, the publishing company should be doing all of that be- so that the money, so they make money in addition to you. It's right. It's a whole world. And yeah, I guess she kind of did know going in um, mostly because she sold her first book on accident through a series of, Strange events that no other author would ever be able to replicate. Well, so I'd like to hear that story sometime. <laughs> oh, it's probably already out there, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's it's, awesome. That's that's uh, no, that's great. And then I, I can see that you know when you work with a publisher, when you sign mm-hmm. contracts with somebody like that, you know, it you have to make sure that you know your your um, um, everything is aligned as far as what mm-hmm. motivates both of you. If once you're both tied to being able to make money in the same way, then you know, you're going to help row the same boat. Yeah. And having an agent has been a godsend. Not all authors have them, but, uh, you know, that's the, the, your agent is your intermediary that is working for you. Mm -hmm. They don't get paid unless you get paid. 
And so it's in their best interest to make sure your contracts are good and the publishers aren't attempting to take, mm-hmm. you know, more rights and things like that. So, um, but it's very it's, different in retail. You don't have that if you're running a small business, you, you know, you yeah. don't have a, a, someone who you can call to say, is this contract you know, <laughs> right. good, bad, or, you know, <clears throat> ugly? Um <laughs> You know, for for all the goods and bads of social media, the the forums that you can uh, mm-hmm. gain access to, you know, um, you know, especially in the independent pet channels, there are lots of mom and pop shops just like mine. Um, chances are, you know, we drive past, you know, one or two in our you know weekly routines, and maybe we don't even know they're there. But you know, there's a lot of shops like mine out there, and and you know, there are some really strong forums that we bounce things out on, you know, Hey, how does everybody feel about this? And, you know, point of sale systems come up all the time. What do you think about that? And so it's, thank God uh, for yeah. forums. And, and I, you know, we, we don't actually have like a pet smart or, you know, a tractor supply in town or any of that. It's, uh, it's all small businesses run by families. Yeah. Right? So when I roll over to, you know, when I go to the feed store to pick up, I have to do this tomorrow to pick Mm -hmm. up, you know, a hundred pounds of scratch and 10 pounds of dried mealworms. You know, I literally, this is, you know, second, third generation family run business. So uncle Joe's the one driving the forklift to put it in the back of your truck, right? Like it's probably the same handful of people each time. And yeah, you get to, you get to know all of them, right? You know, it it becomes much more, it's, it's not like rolling into the big box pet store where you, you know, you may be gone. It may be a month between trips. And in that month, the entire staff rolls over. Yes. Because, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, you know, in in a lot of family businesses, I, you know, I, Mm -hmm. not to, you know, not that it's exclusive to the pet or the, you know, uh, pet industry, but but when you find family businesses, if they are unless they're complete idiots, they, <laughs> buy, they are they need to be aware that your level of satisfaction as a customer is directly related to their ability to pay their mortgage. You oh know, yeah, so there yeah. is you know unless they're just complete idiots, then they deserve to fail. But if they're just, you know, if they're just sitting back and it's your job to be, to make you satisfied, that's not, that's not the way. So I think family businesses are huge advocates for their customers because mm-hmm. we only do well when the customer does well. Yeah. So it's, it's a great win-win. <clears throat> oh yeah. Okay. That was a bit of a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Might not be the last, but we'll see. That's fine. That's fine. Um, is there anything else we before we start to roll into the next next set of thing? Any other any other habits uh, on the daily or yeah okay? Then let's get to thinking of the daily. What does a typical day look like? A typical day. This is where organization. Um, you know, I could listen to a podcast and and a webinar and this or that, but. Uh, my day, I have not yet found the perfect way to be systematic in how my day goes. So a lot of that is unavoidable. So um, I walk into the store and I'm the owner and I'm the one that's been there the longest and the one that people have the longest relationship with. So if I'm, I, 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 it's called, I heard the phrase flex time. Um, that was used once in a, in a, um, a business mentor, 
um, seminar I went to last year. Um, it's called whiz bang. That is tremendously, tremendously valuable. It's a husband and wife team that, that teach you just how to be better at retail, whether you're brick and mortar or whatever. But, um, uh, they use the phrase flex time. So what happens is my day is I, I get in, I have my Mm -hmm. coffee or my brain doesn't work. Uh, I have my coffee and I, my brain starts thinking of what order is due. So I stroll in the door, say hi to everybody. We make stupid jokes. Um, we look at a delivery that may or may not have come and a customer walks in and then we talk for 10, 15 minutes or maybe two minutes. And then I get to ordering and I start ordering and then another customer comes in and maybe their dog just peed on something. So then we go clean that up. And then, um, maybe, a <laughs> maybe a rep pops in that, that I didn't know was coming. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I very, very, very much love and rely on the industry reps. I, absolutely cannot stand when uh um retailers are rude to the reps of the products that they carry oh yeah i i think that's 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 like being rude to wait staff i think that's a huge window into someone's character so um we're all in sales and i mm-hmm. think a rep needs to you know have their time worth it um so a lot of times you know i drop everything i we talk to the rep we go over numbers they show me new products um, you, this, I don't know. That's about lunchtime after that. I don't really eat, uh, because I don't, uh, I don't think of it. And, uh, we just, it just kind of rolls through. I'll jump on the register. It's, it's mm-hmm. as the, uh, as the asteroids are coming down from the top of the Atari screen, you just kind of fire your <laughs> left and right as you, as they come at you. That's, that's about it. It's, uh, but it's fun. I love that environment. So, it's very much like ER work. You know, you could get mm-hmm. a sunburn in one room and a cardiac arrest in the next room, and they're both your patients and very different levels of intensity and very different levels of priorities. Yeah. So I love that environment. So I I work well in it. And uh, in one other way, I find that I'm sure a psychologist or a psychiatrist somewhere can explain this, but I only work well under pressure. Um, I work well ahead of time. It actually gives me a little anxiety to start a project early. (laughs) It was all (laughs) I I can't do it early. I I do not. I only work well when it's under pressure. Um, so I like the, you know, last minute this or that. And I, um, so a lot of my organization skills have not evolved to a better on paper, uh, system. Yeah. Because I don't like it. I like it the way it is. It gets done anyway. (laughs) And it gets done anyway. Let's roll it back. What does, when we, when we, what does a typical day, like, what time do you start your day? Like, what time do you get up? And then you go home. There's got to be home time in there too, right? So we actually, yeah, uh, uh, we homeschool our youngest. He's Mm -hmm. 11. Um, I would never, ever, ever go back to uh, doing anything otherwise. It's, it's mm-hmm. incredible. It's liberating. Um, but so that's part of the day. So, uh, let's say I wake up, usually my eyes pop open as soon as the sun starts seeping in through the windows. I've never, unless I wear a mask, my eyes open when the sun comes up and that's just how it is. So, um, I get a pretty early, uh, coffee, let the dogs out, um, check emails, uh, things like that, you know, you pop on the phone, but, um, mm-hmm. uh, 
I love Downton Abbey, so I'm I'm probably <laughs> through my my third cycle of watching the entire season. You know, I'll go through different things like that, and I mm-hmm. I give my brain a little, you know, nonsense time wasting thing. I just every morning I'll sit, I sip my coffee, and I just don't do anything except watch a little bit of like a favorite show or something. I don't get right to work. Okay. Um, I don't, and then um. You know, after, you know, maybe I'll sit there 20, 30 minutes, I'll drink a cup of coffee or two, shower, get to work. Um, let's see, when I do that, I'll usually leave work a little after seven. We're open 10 mm-hmm. to seven. Uh, I get home. Um, before I leave for work, um, I have little bits of homework marked for our youngest. His name's Adam. You know, whether mm-hmm. I print out a worksheet or I tab something in a textbook, that's his job to have during the day. So it's, you know, it's important for him to have a routine. Yep. Um, we get home, we work on, we work on stuff for about an hour. And um, I'm, I'm the main uh, dinner preparer also. So we usually eat around 8.30, sometimes as late as 9. Um, and then I, and then I usually proclaim, Hey guys, I have about 10 minutes left in the gas tank. So if you want to watch a movie, start it now. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm not known for lasting through movies or an entire show of anything. So, um, that is, that little summary is basically every day mm-hmm. of my life for the last bunch of years. That's it. It's what you've got. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you've got it down and it's, you know, uh, what is it? How does, how does Ursula, what does Ursula call it? Uh, the, the, the comfortable rut ruts aren't bad, right? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. no, my husband's a stay at home dad. So oh yeah, he'll do, he'll run to, uh, he'll run some deliveries if, uh, mm-hmm. if we need to, but you know, he's the one taking care of the goats and the chickens, you know, you know, topping off the water and the food every day, things like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Goats, chickens, they let the dogs out. And, uh, and that's that. So I'm, I'm fortunate where I, uh, mm-hmm. I love what I do and I'm the right one of the two of us to be in that retail environment. And, mm-hmm. you know, my, um, our oldest is in college. He's 19. Well, he's about to be 19, but our youngest, you know, they just, they just have a great time together. Oh yeah. No, I mean, at this point, my oldest is 25. My youngest is 21. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it, and they get along. It's nice. So, oh, thank God. That's, yeah. Man, that's, right. Yes. Yeah. Stable, intact. You mm-hmm. know, they like each other. It's that's, it's pretty terrible when families, you know, are disjointed like that. That's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's the strangest thing, I guess, is that, uh, uh, possibly one of the better things that we actually ended up doing for them was when my ex wife and I divorced. Mm-hmm. It was hard for everybody, but suddenly there wasn't the the underlying tension, and I mm-hmm. could, you know, I could talk to them and say, "Look, you know, you have to take care of each other, and you have to be able to take care of each other." And mm-hmm. that, that, you know, that really built a bond between the two of them. That's so, a great word for it. Yeah. yeah. How old were they? If I can. oh, young, young, um, three and I have to math almost three and almost 10. Yeah. So it was a long time ago. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Well, that was, that was great and definitely the better move for the two of them. If they've come out, you know, stronger and you know, oh, yeah. bonded and, and loving and enjoying each other's company. And that's good for them. Good for you guys. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was not always an easy road, but you know, you get there. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. Now for the really fun stuff. Okay. Although you've, you've kind of started down one already. Um, Fun question number oh, one, yeah, or at least my favorite question is number one. What is the best advice you've been given? Uh, and or in addition to the best advice you would give to someone else? If you're about to start a business, mm-hmm. um, get a solid accountant from the beginning before oh, wow. you open. Uh, <laughs> before you open, before you start buying things get professional guidance, somebody that even if you know what you're doing, um, unless you're an accountant, do not try to do it all yourself. Uh, you'll miss deductions. You'll miss opportunities, you know, be hang your hat on what your profession is and Mm -hmm. outsource that to someone else. You know, I, I'm, I sell dog food. That's what I know how to do. You know, I'm not an accountant, even though I deal with money and numbers every day. It doesn't make mm-hmm. me an accountant. So the best thing you can do for your business is have someone from the ground up who won't need a backstory and a backfill and an explanation on this and that. They'll never mm-hmm. have to play catch up. Get with them. So right. they and you have a relationship with your business from the ground up. I, I'm i speaking from a position on I am on my fourth accountant and we've been in business (laughs) eight years. I am finally content and happy and secure. And I sleep every night, you know, you, Mm -hmm. it just, I I had someone that I say that they uh, dug a trench with a, with a soup spoon and charged me for the billable hours, but he saw me come and I was very green in the beginning, all full of you know, enthusiasm and all this. And I still am, but I'm wiser for the, uh, the mis- you know, I'm wiser for a lot of things now, but I had to pay yeah, a lot yeah. of money as a, a penance to learn that, to learn those lessons. So that, that'd be my, one of my biggest things is get an accountant from the beginning. Don't put yourself in the catch up game and don't, mm-hmm. uh, you know, spend the money correctly. Once your money is, they are soldiers. Send them out to do battle every day. You want them to come back alive. Yes. And an accountant will help with that. Yes. 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 Get a good one. That that's, that's probably my best thing. There is, um, it's also when you, um, you know, when you start up a a business, if you're lucky Mm -hmm. enough to get a startup loan or whatever your initial startup, um, funding is, it, it, (laughs) don't don't go out to dinner you know and spend three hundred dollars on dinner here and there because you see a large you know maybe you got 30 grand in a startup loan you're going to blow through that really really fast even on the right way to spend it don't just your money is soldiers watch don't overspend don't treat yourself to that you know car you always wanted until you see your revenue is stable um, it's, it's just very easy to not turn profits back over into your business and just otherwise spend it on yourself or, or this or mm-hmm. that. Just don't worry. You'll get there. Just keep feeding it back into the business and it will grow legs. And once yeah. you've created that stability and you're not built on toothpicks anymore, then you can have your fun, but just 
you know, spend it correctly and get an accountant from the beginning. That's, that's, that I, I can't reinforce that enough. <laughs> that's, that's about it. But, but yeah, I'm speaking from some, some, uh, serious bullets I, I dodged and, and, mm-hmm. uh, because I, I wasn't understanding my sales tax correctly and I oh. was getting large bills. You know, what if somebody said, Hey, all right, it's time to file your federal. You owe $76,000 this year. And I went, what? <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> like, you know, you don't want to have to someone come back and say you did this wrong. And sorry, you got to sell your house to pay your taxes. And yeah. And let's let's talk to you about. Uh, yeah. So so here's here's, <laughs> yeah. here's what quarterly payments for self-employed people are. for. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm. It's there are too many there are too many uh, ins and outs to these mm-hmm. to these tax laws and they oh, yeah. also change every year so your accountant needs to be someone who can keep up with that and uh, you know and you don't want someone who works for the IRS but you don't you know you don't want to you know you, oh yeah but yeah. you don't but you you want someone who works for you but you know is everything's above board so you know, ask for references and things like that, but find yourself a good accountant and get yourself in the right position so that you don't, you can sleep at night. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's a mistake I made in the beginning. I, I just, tr- I, I took too long to find one. And I, then when I ultimately did chose him for the wrong reasons, I, I just didn't vet the guy and, you know, he did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so man, he, he, uh, he got a lot of money out of me. <laughs> But, uh, but that's that, that is, yeah, I can't reinforce that enough. I don't know. How does, what, what do, uh, what do you find are a lot of big, um, if I could ask you, what do you find are a lot of the common answers to that particular question? I, I don't know if there's been a single common answer. Mm-hmm. Um, one of these days I need to sit down and go through all of the episodes mm-hmm. and just like bring them all together. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has their own piece and everybody has their own perspective on it let me let me grab the giant book of notes for years <laughs> one through four i literally no i literally even though i'm doing it digitally now i i literally print out um every year's worth of of notes and put them into a binder mm-hmm. so that i can can reference them that way um <clears throat> although originally it was all paper um so let's see. This is um, this sounds like the makings of a of a quick little coffee table book. You know, the top ten things my my interviewers have said when I asked yeah. this question, like you know, phrase it professionally, like an author would, of course, not like I just did it, but but you know, but, this, this is content. This is just full of content. You could, yeah, but, you could compile a lot of this into different things. Um, yeah, but I, I I would be releasing it for free because this is this is all. Creative Commons license mm-hmm. and free for people to listen to because I want to help people. I'm I'm here. I'm I'm not here to make money. And sometimes explaining that to people gets a little uh, gets a little weird for them. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Find an aim for the minimum impact. Works smarter, not harder. That one comes up quite a bit. Um, work smarter, not harder. I mean, that's a, a thing that it's true. You know, a lot of people have said, yeah. Um, you know, nobody's saying the opposite. Nobody's saying quit being so productive. 
Yes. Too much efficiency. There's too much efficiency going on around here. <laughs> you know, no, right. You know, but that's yeah. But you know, and then but you know, then you have to translate it into each different industry that you know that that you're working in. You know, mm-hmm. what does that mean for you know brick and mortar pet retail that has you know two thousand pounds of bags of dry food that has to be stocked every day versus yeah. you know what do you? <clears throat> oh, here's a here's a great one. If you want something done, do it. If you want it done right, hire a professional. <laughs> That's like getting an accountant. Stop trying exactly. to around yeah. with your own numbers. You know, just <laughs> yeah. give it to someone who does this for a living. Ugh. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are you going to uh, say? A couple hundred bucks a year? Just, oh, my God. Yeah. Exa- love that one. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next question. Yes. Uh, this is the sad one. Okay. Kind of. Um, how do you deal with failure or missing a goal? So let's say there's something on, uh, um, so failure. I've failed um, in uh, big things and small things. Um, sometimes there's a penalty. Like if I didn't send my, if I missed a tax deadline, right. paying the state sales tax, there's a $200 fee. If you're off, if, if it's due by midnight and you submitted at 1201, sorry. $211, please. Um, so, you know, you have failure like that, but mm-hmm. one of my, one of my, the, the ones that I hate the most are the ones where I let a customer down, you know, you know, I, they wanted a certain collar or food or this or that. And every now and then it just doesn't come in, you know, it's mm-hmm. always the special orders that are waiting for, um, when I miss something like that, I, I have to say that when I first started, I had the impulse to to kind of cover it up like a kid who just broke something and tried to hide it from mom. Like, oh, yeah, sorry, the, the dog knocked it over or something. You know, I, I would my impulse was to say, oh, man, sorry. You know, I just, you know, the the it was out of stock in the distributor or this or that. Mm-hmm. But it just. I didn't even believe it just felt so it just, it wasn't genuine. And I think customers could see right through it. And what I really, really feel is the better way to accept a failure of that nature for me is to go, I am so sorry. I, I completely forgot. And it feels telling the truth on a failure is, it is it's, it actually, I think preserves the relationship with whoever you just disappointed and, and we're all human beings and it is way, it is received way better than the bullshit that people can see through. I'm everyone mm-hmm. can see through bullshit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, oh yeah, the old, the distributor didn't have it, huh? Uh-huh. Mm. Sure. So, you know, it just, it just feels silly. So just failure like that, honesty, it's so mm-hmm. genuine and sincere and people get it. They understand. And they yeah. don't hold it against you. So they're like, oh, all right, no, no problem. Just let me know when it comes in. Um, so things like that. When I, when I miss a goal, um, when I miss a goal, the goal never gets scribbled away. It gets moved to either the next month um, or I have a yearly goal thing at the beginning of every year. Mm-hmm. I write down a, on a board that is, um, it's actually a, a sh- I have a big giant desktop calendar. You know, one of the big <laughs> giant ones that takes up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That everyone scribbles on. You write a phone number on it. And what number was this for? And yeah. So I took a sheet off, pinned it to the one cork board, and I wrote on the back of it, you know, goals mm-hmm. for 2022. 
And there were only two that I didn't get done. Now they were major, they were website things, but, and a live inventory system, but they just get moved to 2023. And that's it. Every day is a new day to start over. That's it. It's just keep going. Yeah. And uh, as, as has been pointed out, like in my industry, there's always a, oh, you missed the goal. And now there's going to be like, it's the end of the world. It's the end of the world. And I have to level check people because when you were a nurse, right? Missing a goal or, or not missing a goal, but failure meant something really different. Oh, yes. Yeah. When you don't do your job efficiently there, people die. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, you have, I have to, I've had to remind people, you know, this is not life or death. I don't know why, you know, yes, uh, it will impact, you know, there will be a financial impact and there will be problems, but mm-hmm. we, it's not the end of the world and you sh- and people are not literally going to die because of it. And we need to keep that in mind. I'm in the IT industry. It's, you know, now if it were hospital software, it'd be a different story. I'll admit, but mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, you know, something, uh, several people have had to, you know, have brought up that, you know, you have to level set and remember that it's not life or death in a lot of these cases. Uh, And yeah. I, Um, I think when we spin and brood and, and this could be for any mistake in life or relationships, mm -hmm. but you know, when you find yourself stuck in the mud, you could, you know, you can try and get out of the mud or you could just spin your tires and then you're, then you're buried up to the frame, right? Yeah. You know, you've made it worse. You've missed other goals because life is going to keep coming at you. So, um, you know, you get a bad review where you forgot this or forgot that, or didn't do this. Well, you, you could, you have a choice. You can make it worse or you could just get your shit together and fix yeah. it and move on. And, and many things have that. So it's, it, you know, let's say I, I had a customer that uh, she returned a bag of treats and I don't know how we did this, but it was expired. I, I don't know how it made it onto the shelf in the first place. Yeah. We missed it, but she brought it back and she's like, well, I was really disappointed. I wanted to give this as a gift. And, and uh, first thing is, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I, I don't know how this happened. So yeah. you, um, you fix it, you move on. But mm-hmm. the way she said it was something I was hoping she would she would take away from it is it's not the mistake itself that we're always um, remembered for. It's how we addressed the issue afterwards. How did we respond? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That is what is remembered, not the mistake, but how did you try and bullshit them? Did you fix it? Did you even acknowledge that there was something wrong? Sometimes people just need someone to listen to them and that's it. That's, that's mm-hmm. just, you know, don't don't get too tripped up on mistakes because you're never gonna you're never gonna avoid them. There's there's a thousand and one things that can go wrong every day. If you yep. can predict twenty of them, you're way ahead of the game. So, you're <laughs> gonna, you know, so just so stop trying to predict them and just just be fluid. That's yeah. That is that's that guy. That's my yeah. learning curve there. <laughs> are 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 you ready for the other side of the? I'm point? ready. All right. Do you celebrate your successes? And if so, how? This is the happy question. <laughs> it's a great one. It's a great one. So successes, we, um, let's see. If I were, a, I, I joke that if someone who actually knew how to run a business got their hands on my business, it would really take off. <laughs> I don't know how to run a business. I'm winging it. So let's say 
um, somebody had sales goals. You know, if you have mm-hmm. performance metrics worked into your your business, which you should, but I don't. How do we celebrate? We we celebrate birthdays. We're friends. We 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 go out to eat together every now and then. Um, I I don't know if as a group we have the things that you could read in a magazine, you know, like have a pizza party for your staff or we don't really get into things like that. We just, yeah, I don't know. Like how do, how do we, I, I mostly do um, celebrations with my family. You know, we'll, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. call my husband and say, Hey, you know what? You know, man, what a great day today. Let, I feel like going out to dinner. Do you want to go out to dinner? And we'll say yes. You know, right. that's, that's usually a sure. um, because then we eat sooner than nine o'clock but um but yeah so that's i actually um need to think about something like that more because there are lost opportunities to celebrate success we just don't do them in formal ways yeah yeah i guess i mean yeah no it's and i also call this one the hard question Mm-hmm. Just talking about failure and recovering from missing a goal or something like that is easy. Mm-hmm. And over the years, literal years, I've I've talked to so many people who are like, I need to be better about that. Or um, I used to, but I really kind of stopped doing it. Or I don't. I just go on to the next thing, right? That's It's something to stop and think about. Um, and it is difficult because we don't focus on the things as much the things we did exceptionally well were focus on the negative things, the, the places where we did disappoint a customer or we didn't uh, deliver something on time. Right. Um, but you know, everybody's uh, I'm, I'm watching people grow. I've had multiple guests who are coming back saying, you know, I'm re- I'm getting much better at it now, um, mm-hmm. which is always good. All right. That is, those are, that's all the, the important, important questions. Um, the last one is, uh, I mean, it's important, but, um, I'm sure when you saw the invitation, you saw that, uh, we asked for uh, our guests to, uh, suggest charity for our listeners to give money to. We're fine. We're great. As I said, we're not trying to monetize this and, uh, and we would rather people give their money to places that need it way more than we do um than giving it to us so uh who would you like our listeners to give their money to this week um yeah that's a that's something that i oh my gosh um this might this answer is not actually going to be a pet related answer how about that um okay there are Oh my God. Between, you know, we have a jar for cash and change at the register that goes to a a local animal shelter. Um, Mm -hmm. We have, you know, we donate a ton of dry food and, you know, you know, just tons of products and things like that to local shelters and things like that. But I, there's actually a, a, a local charity that is, I don't think is unique to my Northeastern Pennsylvania area. I'm sure in, Mm -hmm. in local areas, wherever anyone is listening, but um, I think children are some of the coolest things out there. Oh yeah. And I, uh, sometimes I think, mm, how do I put this? Sometimes I think there's more anger and tears over a puppy found in a dumpster than an abused little kid. 
and neither should happen. But right. if I had to pick something right now, I there's a local charity, it's called Sleep in Heavenly Peace. And what they do is they actually, um, not just foster kids, but just very low income households, you would be shocked at how many children don't have a bed. Oh, oh, oh. I, I, we've, we've had this one on before. Yes. Um, they're doing amazing work. Mm-hmm. Um, just a yeah. bed, just a bed, just a bed. That's it. You know, yeah. you know, there I'm, I can't, I, I just, yeah, I, this is, I'll probably get choked up if I keep talking about this. <laughs> you know, I, I, I am lucky enough to not have any personal experience or insight. I had a great childhood. I have mm-hmm. a wonderful family. Um, but we don't, but that is not anything I did or chose when I was being born. We, it's a roll yeah. of the dice and there are kids out there that, have a lot of things that are not optimal or ideal in their lives. And there's a charity out there that takes care of the beds for them so that they have a warm and comfortable place as opposed to a floor. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, something yeah. like that. So, so that's my, that's my little plug for the day is, is something like that. It's, it's a neat little niche of the, mm-hmm. of a human fund, but that's uh that's my, no, that's my thing kevin it is it is it is it, it is one that we have had recommended to us before so i oh, i i that that's wonderful yeah wonderful. glad glad to to continue to support them um and that is all of it <laughs> so the only thing left is uh where can we find you online if you choose to share that sure so our website Ooh, actually it might mm-hmm. have like a little welcome, a landing page that kind of says coming soon, but, um, <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's on Instagram, there's Facebook, there's Google, yeah, yeah. there's things like that. Um, but the business is stately. So it's the word state and then an L Y. So it's mm-hmm. stately pet supply. Um, the website is just statelypetsupply.com. Um, but you know, you can find us and you can see my silly face and my stupid jokes on my lives and my videos and things like that on Facebook and Instagram. Um, but that is, uh, that's who we are, where we are. And, uh, when I get my website and my live ordering for my local delivery service, then the website. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. My pleasure. This is, this was, this was just excellent. I was so nervous and, um, (laughs) but this is, uh, this was great, Kevin. Thank you very much. You You made this very easy. Yeah. And if you, if you want to come back in a couple months or a year or whatever, you know what, we will, we will talk again and we'll see how things have changed or how they haven't, or, you know, how things are going. So, you know, the invitation is open. We're going to write that in the goals column. There you go. (laughs) Um, And then for the uh, people at home, we will be right back after this.
was that not fun? That was just so amazingly fun. Um, thank you to Rebecca for coming on the show. It was amazing to talk to you, and I look forward to being able to do it again, maybe someday uh, when uh, maybe something's changed or you just feel like catching up. It was it was a lot of fun, and thank you so much. Um, now then, for our word this week, let's let's go back to the thing that made it made it all possible for Rebecca and her family, and and that is dog food. Finding the right dog food, right? So our word this week is dog food, all one word. And uh, you can put that in at productivityalchemy.com where it says, you know, enter activity code. You click submit, boom, you get a badge. A badge. Isn't a badge the most amazing thing? Um, and you can find out more about the badges at productivityalchemy.com. There's a whole how-to. It probably needs updating, but it explains what open badges are, uh, some of the things you can do with them. And there are a whole bunch of badges on productivityalchemy.com, one for every single episode. And the secret is you have to listen to all the episodes in order to get the badge, right? You have to get the badge code from the episode. So, hey, there's that. That's not all you can do at productivityalchemy.com. As a matter of fact, at productivityalchemy.com, you can see all those past episodes. You can see the notes for this particular show. It's awesome, right? You can see the show notes, you can get the links, and you can check out prior shows. You can listen, you can look at those show notes. They're searching. Uh, there's a bio of myself and, and my normal co-host, Ursula. Okay, my co-host who is normally on Ursula... Uh, she and I would both agree there's not that much normal about Ursula or myself. Um, we, to, to quote a very dear friend, we have saved two normal people from each other. Or did, yeah. And, and anyway, while you're there, the thing you do not click, the one thing you do not click is the link that says support. We don't need it. I mean, we love, we love your, your moral support, your retweets, your, uh, likes, your, referring others, recommending people to come on the show, uh, your letters. We love all that stuff. We don't need your money. Uh, there are people who need your money way more than we do. And this week, that is, uh, as recommended by Re uh, Rebecca and uh, a recurring um, charity, is uh, Sleep in Heavenly Peace, a charity that provides beds to children who do not have them. And this one is just, uh, and, and you heard how moved Rebecca uh, gets about this. And sometimes they're handmade beds. I mean, it's, it's amazing work. Um, you can uh, get the link right there. The very first charity spotlight link for this week's show notes is Sleep in Heavenly Peace. And uh, they're doing some amazing work out there. So, yeah, um, if, if, you know, uh, you know, someone who can help out, building beds or someone, or if you know of a family in need, then, you know, reach out, check them out, give them money, help them do their, their, their thing. It's important. And that's it for this week. So I'm going to go and, uh, start planning the next episode. Uh, meanwhile, I want you folks to go out there and uh, do your best to, you know, stay productive, whatever that looks like. Sometimes it looks like taking pictures in the volcano's caldera. Oh yeah. <laughs>